Julia, I love your, I love the phrase that the, the, the tooth fairy is out of business this lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> they're on furlough. Yeah, they're on furlough, exactly. <laughs> ask Boris for £2.70 because three of your children have lost their lower tooth. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like the other response was, do you know how many teeth there are in this household? <laughs> it, that's perhaps a, a goal for next January is to try and walk 500 miles. You know, with some of my, my tutoring wins is, is that this, this 11-year-old read said in a story today. I think that there's only so many times you can come back from a run and expect your whole family to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're here for, Rose. Welcome to the Qualified Tutor Podcast. I'm your host, Ludo Miller, and I'll be interviewing tutors and thought leaders from across the tutoring landscape to inspire, inform, and motivate you to become the best tutor you can be. The Qualified Tutor Community is a safe and supportive space for tutors who love to learn and grow. We offer training, resources, ideas, and a chance to connect with like-minded tutors. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join our Qualified Tutor Community at www.qualifiedtutorcommunity.org or find it in the show notes. Welcome to this week's podcast, where we're doing things slightly differently. I feel like uh, I say that almost every week, but that's just the kind of the varied nature of of the Qualified Tutor podcast. So welcome, everyone. This week, we will be uh, celebrating uh, the end of of Red January, in which uh, QT uh, entered uh, their first team ever. Many thanks to uh, our very own Amanda Cremona, uh, who's with us tonight, along with Julia Silva, Adrian Conway uh, and Rose Matthews. Welcome, everyone. Thanks. Very good. So we, this podcast will just be a kind of a summary of of what we've learned from Red January and and how it's helped us get through this the, the, this toughest of ever uh, of ever uh, January month, uh, and also leading into uh, the the community themes that have been present uh, in the qualified tutor community this month. Uh, so in January, the, the theme was perhaps aptly it was it was mental health and looking at how we can. Uh, spot that in our tutors, in our students, and, and how we can improve, you know, what kind of strategies we have for that. Uh, and then leading into February's uh, theme, which will be special educational needs and disabilities. Um, so uh, very good to have uh, Amanda here with us as well for that. Um, so really, coming off the back of uh, a really uplifting um, w- workshop one of this newest cohort that we have, um, Julia, I'd like to kind of start with you here, which has been what you know, Red January, it might not have been something that you've come across before. What 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 have you learned in this Red January? Well, um, my Red, my January was very intense because all the kids were home for remote schooling and we've been growing so much in Qualified Tutor. And the two things together have collided, especially on those snow days to make for some really, really intense times. Um, but posting photos and sharing thoughts about supporting each other's mental health um, made me feel um, part of a community and really, really encouraged and supported. So when Rose celebrated her 5K 
run, um, we sort of all cheered you, didn't we? And um, you did you did force me out for a walk that day. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Yeah. I, I think I haven't put the kilometers in, but we've definitely done a lot of dancing in my kitchen. Oh yeah. In fact, perhaps Amanda, that would be a, a brilliant time for, for you to jump in. I, I've really been inspired by some of your quotes about um, this kitchen is a kitchen for dancing, I believe is one of them. Um, yeah. Can you, do you remember what the other uh, kitchen um, dancing quote was? Oh, I forget. I forget now. But yeah, I sent them through to you, didn't I? But they're, yeah, um, we've always done dancing in the kitchen and particularly when my kids were little. But yeah, it's um, it's something that anybody can do any time, isn't it? You just put the um, put Alexa on and play a song that um, depending on your mood. Um, but it was really great for us to mm. share some um, share some of our songs as well that we liked. Um, the Proclaimers, I think, yeah. came from Julia, didn't it? <laughs> we did that again tonight, marching around. Did you? It was, it was great. It was great. Miles. Yeah, <laughs> but it was fun. It, that's perhaps a, a goal for next January is to try and walk five hundred miles. Oh, um, yeah. I told you about the monster mash. No, we do turn all do. the lights off and run about doing the monster mash. <laughs> <laughs> now you know everything. Yeah, <laughs> but but Amanda, how did how I, I'm sure you share uh, kind of similar feelings to to Julia. How, how did being part of the community oh, help with, with Red January? This, this no, month? really great. I mean, I think that um I've done Red January a couple of times now, and um and I think being part of a community and doing it with other people just keeps you motivated. Um and and like you said, being able to share when you have those wins and you know like Rose did and with her glass of whatever you were drinking rose <laughs> it was a um, wasn't it, it was you know it was really lovely and and i think it's really nice when you've got an achievement because you want to share it with people don't you 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 want to do that um i'd wish i'd been brave enough to do some of the yoga vids that you did rose they were fab <laughs> they were fun to make yeah that's the first time i've done that yeah not only has, has red january helped us to get out it's yeah it's helped rose become a video editor and creator <laughs> um those videos are still up on vimeo i think if you want to have a look um, <laughs> yeah so rose what, what what were your goals for for january and did you manage to did you manage to reach them um so i set myself what i thought was quite an ambitious goal of running 10k because i started running only last year so this was quite a big goal for me and i think this was something i've been thinking about for quite a long time but not had uh, been able to execute and I think Red January has definitely definitely helped me do that because as you've all said the motivation the community feeling definitely encouraged me to do that and it was nice to have somewhere to you know share the progress and the encouragement was just a really great way of helping me do that. So. I, I think that there's only so many times you can come back from a run and expect your whole family to go yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're here for rose yeah. but i feel really bad because i just halved your yeah. achievement i said five when it was ten sorry <laughs> what you should have done rose is get the family to line up and sort of clap you in you know as you ran down hold a yeah. ribbon out for you to run <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that was real really big achievement it was brilliant no it is Good. Now, I think I think I think that um, you know, particularly now, particularly with you know, with with the situation that we're we're in uh, nationally, I think that those are sort of achievements and those 
um, small goals, actually. I mean, it's not a small goal. It's a big goal, isn't it? But, you know, th those things that um, that we do just mean all the difference, don't they? You know, yeah. I think it's so important just to celebrate. And, you know, I think one of the things about lockdown is one of the things for me is that it makes you really appreciate those smaller things, those more personal things, those family things, those, you know, the, the community of your family, and just celebrate those okay. little, little bits that you do, you know, he, eating healthier or getting more exercise, whatever it might be, but you celebrate them so much more, don't you? You appreciate them. Yeah, so yeah. definitely. Think about them and to appreciate them. One, one of the things I've um, just just thinking about, you know, the, the last month and, and Red January and those sort of things. But one of the things I, I've, you know, really tried to do because I, I work I work at home all the time, you know. So lockdown for me is is not just about, you know, the last few months. It's about, you know, it feels like, it, you know, it's the norm to me working at home. Um, but one of the things I've tried to do um, with limited success, I think, is to just certain times just put things on hold and say, right, I'm going to do a good two hour walk or I'm just going to go out now. I'm just going to leave that, leave my desk and just go and do that. Um, and I've tried to do that. And um, you feel so much, you know, the idea beforehand, you know, you think, oh, I've got this to do and I've got that to do and I need to finish that. But actually when you do it and you come back, you feel so much better, don't you? Absolutely. You know, yeah. you're then you're ready, you're ready to take on more really. It's probably yeah. quite an efficient way of working in many ways. Yeah. It's about, I suppose it's about scheduling in sort of those breaks as well, isn't it? You know, so that you do get up from the computer or get up from your um from your desk and 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 move about. And it's sort of sometimes you have to purposely do that. Um yeah. in fact, you know. Amanda, I've been so busy this January that I've not even had time to take my Christmas hat off. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we explain the hats before we move on to talking about next month? Well, it, it, it's, it's interesting actually because podcast podcast listeners won't be able to see that we're all sitting in rather nice and slightly, may I add, slightly differently shaped on head hats. <laughs> a few of, I've gone for the, the rolled up look and then there's also the kind of the pushback look and then Adrian's just gone for the for the Christmas hat look um but uh yes yeah, for those watching those listening do be assured that we're all sitting here in, in funny hats but um no Julie absolutely right what, what this this kind of the feeds in very well with the you know, Red January and very well with with our community theme how do you think those two have worked have worked together I think Amanda's the linchpin isn't it because you started us off on the mental health conversation and now you're going to follow us through onto the send conversation. So I think, that, <laughs> I think that it's really you that's sort of taking the lead over here, which has been so lovely for us because, you know, we've been working together within the qualified tutor community for quite a while now because you came and you found us as, as, as a quality mark for tutoring. Um, sure. And you've had this, this opportunity, you've taken the opportunity to contribute and contribute and contribute. Um, and so now you're going to be facilitating for our courses going forward, which is so, so lovely. And it means that um, we're able to support more tutors. So we know that tutors struggle working with students with SEND. I'll share with you my recent experience in just a second. And what we've been able to do over here is firstly talk about mental health and how to support students with mental health. And now we're moving on to talk to, to, to talk about how to support students with special educational needs. So this week in the community, Ludo asked the question about how we support students with dyslexia. Um, and the response that you had has had about 16 
replies since last time I looked. So there was certainly something that sort of caught people's attention. Do you want to sort of comment on that? Um, I think people aren't trained in it necessarily. Um, you you can be in a school and the, the teaching assistants, I mean, I've worked with numerous teaching assistants that have just been sort of plonked in the job, if you like, and been expected to know what to do with this child. And they've not had the training. Um, and it's really important to really make the most of it is to have some kind of training. Um, and you know, we all we all have a sort of when you work in education, you have a basic idea of certain needs and certain things, but the actual ins and outs of what you can do. I mean, it was fascinating when Ludo asked a question on on the um, thread yesterday, and um, I sent him a piece of uh, organisational planning type of thing, and he used it yesterday, I believe. Um, and you know, and it helped him with his lesson that that afternoon. And I I just think people. Some people are nervous of it. Some people are worried because they don't know how to, to handle something and um, they don't. And if you're a tutor, you want to do your best. You want to get the best out of your out of your students as well. Um, I think one one piece of advice I would always say is don't be afraid to ask. Um, I think that is absolutely key. You know, if you're not sure, particularly if you can get into the QT community, there's there's you know there's quite a few people now, quite recently as well, that are really um, really knowledgeable on the on the send things and um, just ask. I think you're right, Amanda. I think you know, particularly in tutoring. Um, I think things are getting better within schools, but I think within tutoring, you know, it, it's experience, isn't it? That, that's yeah. your training, really, in many cases. And, you know, in order to train and in order to be experienced, you need to be exposed to those SCND uh, children. Yeah. And, and yeah. That, you know, uh, I think that can be quite daunting for people to start off with because I think Absolutely. one of the things about SCND is there's such a, a range of SCND. Um, that people feel that they, 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 they can't even scratch the surface of it. Yeah. But I think, I yeah. think your advice is, is, you know, speak to somebody who can give yeah. you practical advice, actually. You know, the things yeah. that you can physically do, you know, like you're talking to Ludo there and giving him advice about, you know, working with a child. I think those sorts of things just build up your experience so much more rapidly because you see it working. You see the impact of it. No, absolutely. And I think that's the other thing, working with STEM children, you, you know, you have small wins, but they, you know, they're sort of, but each time, you know, you, is, if you're working correctly with that child, you can, you can just get those little things. Um, and, it, and it's great. I think the one, the one area that people I've, I've realized with people working online is being a bit concerned with sort of an ADHD kind of child from the behavior how am I going to keep them concentrating how am I going to keep them focused and and things like that so and it just takes a bit of extra planning it's doable um you know you might have to shorten your lesson or you put in movement breaks which I do a lot um, you know, and you keep the pace moving, you know, you can't expect a child that's got those kind of difficulties to sit for an hour's tuition on one thing. And in many ways, it's the planning, isn't it? Because, you know, yeah. as you mentioned there, that, you know, you plan, as long as you're aware of those, those activity breaks, you know, and as long as you build those in, that becomes part yeah. of the lesson. So it just becomes planned. And, and once you've got that, um, 
strategy in, in, in your toolkit, then you, you, you're good to go, really, aren't you? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, once you've conquered it one time, you, you can do it time and time again. And yeah, I think yeah. the other thing about SCND is um, that you mentioned there is about, you know, it's small, small rewards, but aren't yeah. those rewards so much more um, gratifying and meaningful? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I can because Ludo mentioned to me earlier about going into the tutoring winds and sort of putting bits. And I'm like, yeah, but my, you know, with some of my my tutoring winds is, is that this this 11 year old read said in a story today, you know, I was jumping up and down because he did it because I've spent, you know, days just repetition, repetition. And all of a sudden he he transferred the skill from just in an isolated sort of flashcard format to in a book. And it was like, whoa, um, you know, but. The, to sort of put that on a tutoring win for other people that go like hmm but it was a really big deal <laughs> but it is it, it is a really big deal because actually what we're talking about these these small wins add up to bigger wins yeah and those for that child it's um it's life-changing yeah you know, what's, definitely what's it is that tutoring session is going yeah. to be life-changing for them yeah no, particularly for yeah. somebody that's 11 and can't read. And, you know, if we can get him there, it will be life changing. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you had any experience, Rose? I haven't, no, which is maybe why I'm keeping quite quiet. But um, what I would say is that the, the one, one amazing thing about the QT community is that as um, a slightly newer tutor with not much experience um, in SEND, it's kind of amazing that we can hear from people like you that have loads of experience and they're kind of experts in the area so i'm quite excited to kind of learn lots lots of new things over the next month yeah. i had a i had a win this week with a special educational needs student um i couldn't work with her i got on very well with her and we had lovely sessions but i knew i wasn't the right person so i, I reached out to you amanda and we discussed yeah. the kind of conversations I could have with the mum. And then I spoke um, to a local um, uh, specialist in my area who I thought might want to work with her. And she gave me the details of an ed psych who's actually connected to a, to a charity who can really draw down lots of support for this child. So I handed the child over to a support system that will tie back into her school and, and really make sure that she gets the input that she needs, that's gonna make a big change for her. She's year four. So not being able to read and write in year four is, you know, she needs the input right now. Um, and so, uh, you know, I passed, up, I passed up the work and I was really, really proud of the fact that she's going to get the support that she needs. needs. And, yeah. and, and thank you for, for helping me to sort of, to, to signpost that family to sort of, because what we were looking at there, weren't we? We were looking at a combination of different diagnoses yeah. all combining together. Um, yeah. and, and what was happening was that, was that the one was affecting the other. Don't want to go into too much detail, but it's definitely turned out that she will be um, signposted to get the, the, um, the support that she's gonna need going forward. Yeah. Can, yeah. I, can I ask you there, the, the, um, an important thing that you said there was that you knew that you weren't the right person for the, yeah. and actually that you know for many many people um you know that would that would be seen as a defeat almost it would be seen as you know that you you've failed them and and the temptation for many tutors um and and, and many people in, in teaching as well 
is that you just carry on regardless. You just continue and you keep going because you've got to make it work. So what was it that, that made you understand that you were not the right person for that child? Well, really, it was a sense of responsibility. Um, you know, if the family investing in this time, um, then it should be with a person who's going to really be as precise as possible and making sure the student gets what she needs. But as you're yeah. asking it to me now, it just seems obvious that I also don't tutor bio GCSE biology. Do you know what I mean? It's not my specialism. Mm. That's totally legitimate. Yeah, yeah. As tutors, we're all specialists. Mm. Yeah, and I, th I think you're right. Just sort of picking, I mean, my, my one, if I get a, um, you know, a parent asking uh, for primary tuition and you know I'm okay with maths to a point but it's not my specialism and I don't feel like I don't feel parent is getting value for money if you like if that's the right way of of sort of saying it by by saying you know yes I can do bits but actually this is my forte and and I'm now very open if I have a parent that sort of comes on this you know I am I'm you know fine with sort of little ones maths but it's not my thing think that you do yourself such a service as a professional when you say no to the right things do you know what I mean because mm. then you get known for having integrity um and that's that's going to be part of building up your your professionalism as a tutor it, it does take courage to do that doesn't it yeah it did it's, it's amazing how, how well this links back to the podcast we had with Neil Calmeadow uh last year who said that if your student is not the right person for you, then direct them to someone who, who can help them. Um, yeah. Like a pair of shoes. And I think that, that, that's really important. Do you know what? When you're talking about shoes, so the mother, when I was sort of speaking to her and supporting to her, she said that she tried lots of different people over the years. And I said to her, but that's fine, because it's a little bit like shoes. You know, you grow out of them. You can grow out of a tutor and need a different yeah. type of tutor at different times. That's totally legitimate also. But these yeah. are new things to think about. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I think that does have to come from the tutor, possibly more from the parent, because sometimes the parent doesn't really know. Um, but, you know, it's it needs to come. Actually, I've got them to where I can take them. Maybe they need this or that or, or whatever. But it, it, it depends, doesn't it? That's right. One of the things we talk about in, in QT in the Relationship Matters module is, is about, um, you know, building that relationship. And it, and it strikes me, just, just as Amanda was talking there, that that relationship for SEND children is so much more key than any other child, really. You know, to, to have that relationship, that one-to-one -one relationship, that, that closeness, that bond um, yeah, definitely. That is so much more important. Um, and they're more reliant on that relationship as well, aren't they? And, and it, 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 in many ways, I'm sort of realising the responsibility of it, you know, mm -hmm. how, how big a responsibility it is for SEN, well, for any child, but particularly for SEND. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, yeah, and I suppose it's that trust, isn't it? Because sometimes, particularly if you've got an older child that has really struggled through school and actually their trust is on the floor, um, mm -hmm. And that's really, you know, it's really sad, but it, it does happen, um, you know, and then they, you, you get them and, and building that, um, just building that relationship is really, really, really key. Mm. You know, I mean, I think, you, I think 
you know, just I'm just talking from a, a mainstream sort of perspective, really. You know that what what you find with with SCNDs that the the children are aware of it, you know, themselves, yeah. and that you know it manifests itself in in different ways. And absolutely, if, if the if the provision for that child isn't appropriate, then it, it couldn't quite often manifest itself as as poor behaviour. Always, and, usually, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and as a tutor, what you've got to do working one to one is you've got to unpick that um, mm. learned behaviour, really, because what yeah, quite often poor behaviour is a mask. For, for other things you know the child doesn't want to be seen to be failing yeah mess around in the class and make you know you know become the class clown it means yeah. that in many ways um that, that it's not attributed to their ability it's attributed to, to the behavior yeah um, no abs absolutely and i think the other thing that i found sort of more recently coming across some children is actually the, the and it's quite sad, really, but the children that don't exhibit any kind of behaviour because of their difficulty sometimes are left a little bit. Mm. So then what they more even more need some one to one help because, you know, the, the children that have got the behaviour within a class, they demand that attention. You know, because you have to, you know, you have to deal with it because otherwise it disrupts the other 29 children in the class or whatever the scenario may be. So they demand. So you have to give that um you know whether you want to or not it it demands it whereas you know the one that's in the class just plodding sitting quietly everything else but actually isn't handing in the writing because he can't keep up or you know isn't being able to do this or is getting strong because he can't keep up or whatever it's it's those that are just quietly under the radar that actually just get sort of left a little bit and actually sometimes their potential is up here Mm. um you know and so, yeah it's, so, you know, and, so and that's where tutoring can really make a difference that's right that's exactly where tutoring can really make a difference so so let's think about what we're going to talk about on the community over the next next four weeks we've got some workshops lined up um and some podcasts with some specialists and we're really going to try to make it as engaging as possible to um to really pique tutors interest so that if they decide to become specialists we can signpost them to know where to go and get further training um and if it's just that they're working with a student who is struggling in a specific area we'll give you the skills to to make a difference and to support them um, we're really, really lucky to have so many specialists in our community who share so generously um, and we enjoy supporting each other. So if you would like to join us in the Qualified Tutor community, that's all you need to put in. QualifiedTutorCommunity.org and it's free to join and just request access and we'll let you in straight away. Um, and then you can sort of get busy making friends and following the conversations that we're having. We really love to learn from every tutor. And so if you think that you'd benefit, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you to Amanda, to Rose, to Adrian, to Ludo for our fantastic hats. We've had a great time in Red January um, and we're going to continue growing and learning together this month, um, focusing on special educational needs and disabilities to really make a difference for all our students thanks everyone good night thank uh, you good night night i'm gonna go and put my hat away for another 330 days <laughs> <laughs>
where tutors share their expertise to support the tutoring community. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join our Qualified Tutor community at www.qualifiedtutorcommunity.org or find it in the show notes below. We exist to connect, share and learn with you because tutoring is a small job that makes a big difference.